So, hi Zoe, thanks so much for coming to talk to me. Tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Okay, so um, I run two um, training businesses. I've got a training business, which is Best Behaviour Dog Training, which does classes and one-to-one and training. And I also run a behavioural business as well, um, which also is just focused on helping dogs with problem behaviours. Brilliant. Okay. And we're here today because you've got a uh, awareness day called, tell me about your awareness day. It's called Dog on a Lead Day. Dog on a Lead Day. Brilliant. Okay. And what was it that made you decide to start your Dog on a Lead Day? Um, I started it mainly because I have lots of clients and they were telling me that basically things were getting much harder for them to walk their dogs. They were finding that there was a lot more off-lead dogs approaching and menacing towards their dogs. Um, They were trying to enjoy quiet, calm walks with their dogs and all they found was is that their, all their dogs that their walks were just getting harder and harder because people just kept letting their dogs off the lead with no control over them whatsoever. Um, some of my clients have come away, you know, in floods of tears where they've been jumped at. They've got a small dog and they've been jumped at by larger dogs. Um, some of them have had their dogs' toys and balls stolen and taken away. Um, some of the, some of them have been worse. Some of them have actually been attacked and there's actually been dogs actually attack other dogs. Um, and some of them have become really frightened about walking their dog because other dog owners have an absolute lack of control of their dogs Um, and actually you know that's you know in a way if you decide not to train your dog fine but put your dog on a lead if you can't be bothered to do the training put your dog on a lead it's a really simple message Um, but don't become a menace to everybody else and it was something I just feel really really strongly about because I don't think it's fair for people that can be bothered to put the time and effort into training their dogs and have a well-rounded, well-socialized dog to have to be, have to undergo that experience every time they go out for a walk. It's just not right. And we've seen a lot about um, lockdown dogs and behavior problems from people who bought dogs in lockdown or got puppies in lockdown and they weren't able to get the access to training or get the support they needed because of lots of different reasons. Um, But do you think that, um, do you, you've talked a lot there about, touched a lot there about basically what we're looking for people to do is just be considerate of other owners and dogs. Do you think there's been um, a shift in how people are as dog owners when it comes to being considerate and being responsible? Yeah, I think um, I think dog owners have become less considerate, to be mm. honest. Um, I think you've got a group, maybe like 20% of people that are really really hardcore in terms of making sure their dogs are really well-rounded doing a really good job and and really you know behaving and then there's a there seems to be a growing group of people that think it's acceptable to let their dog off the lead and let that dog approach other dogs that are maybe on the lead or even off the lead you know it's fine to have an off-lead dog um approach another dog but you must check first you need to recall your dog back to you make sure that it's okay and make sure the other dog's friendly and you know that goes you know your dog shouldn't be approaching an off lead or on lead dog you should be calling them back and making sure it's safe and happy to do so. Um, it's just good dog etiquette, etiquette really and and that's what we seem to be lacking it's just this kind of thought and conscious kind of feeling for other dog owners really just checking that everything's okay it seems to be a go to the park let the dog off the lead let it run rampant and then come back again and that does that that doesn't sit right with me and it's not fair on dog owners that are just trying to have a really peaceful walk and are being constantly hassled by dogs that have not no training and and are not under control yeah and you've got a behavior business as well as your dog training business so tell us about some of the some of the cases that you're seeing now because of this inconsiderate 
um, behavior of other dog owners and dogs basically being being upset and being left with behavior problems because of these experiences that they're having. Yeah, so I've seen a good 10 times increase in reactivity and aggression cases for sure. Um, and some of this is a mix of um, the lockdown overhang. And I think that's going to be with us for quite a while. Yeah. We've got this overhang from lockdown. We've got this um, situation where there's perhaps poor breeding, so poor genetics. So dogs haven't been really bred for temperament and, and training. And we've also got a lack of exposure to, to certain things when they were younger. Yeah. But also we've got a lack of training and lack of um lack of ability to recall and those kind of things um so it's it, all of those things combined it's a big mix and it's no one thing is often causing the problem all of those things combined can not always can cause these problems um so that's what we're seeing and much much more of that now the thing is sometimes we can't avoid a dog being reactive um or just suddenly being fearful and then the fear has made them aggressive sometimes we can't avoid that sometimes these things just happen that's just life and sometimes it's genetics affecting that too. Um, but think about those poor dogs that then have to still go out for walks. And they yeah. are on a lead for safety because the owner's been really responsible. And I've gone, I can't believe this has happened to my dog. I'm now going to seek help for that. Something has happened. It's changed my dog. I'm now going to seek help. And I need to go out for a walk on a lead with my dog. And these these poor guys are scared to leave the house or go out with their dog on a normal situation because of so many out of control off lead dogs. Yeah. And that doesn't seem fair because actually these are the owners that actually are trying to do what's right for their dog and are being hounded by those that perhaps just not are, are not so are not so concerned about what their dog's getting up to. Yeah. And for that, I I feel for these people because they love their dogs to pieces and they're just they just want to go out and walk their dog and they know their dog may have problems mm -hmm. which they're trying to resolve but yeah. awfully dogs approaching them all the time is not helpful so i can relate to a lot of stuff that you're saying because i've got you know really lucky to have a, a nicely behaved dog but he, his recall isn't 100 percent. and there will, there'll be lots of situations where i will have him on the lead you know particularly for around wildlife if we're in a busy place Really, I only let him off lead when I'm really sure that I know we're in a we're in a good place where we can get back. And to be honest, that there aren't any other dogs around um, because I don't want to encounter another dog who's on the lead if he's off lead and I've not been able to, you know, 99% of the time he comes back. But I'm always kind of scanning ahead and looking for all those different hazards or things that he might encounter that might not be good for him. Um, but I often have you know, other dogs bounding over to him saying and going, oh, it's okay, he's friendly. And he's quite, Patch is quite small and there'll often be much bigger dogs jumping all over him. Um, and I think one of the things that I find quite hard is knowing what to say when a, another big dog's jumping all over your dog and they're on a lead. So, and I bet, I know there'll be other people thinking the same. So like, what's your advice? Like when you've got your dog on a lead and other dogs come bounding over or or people or whoever, you know, wanting to go and monster them, What's your advice to, um, you know, what, what would you say to people to say when they're in that situation? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, is when you see the dog approaching, the first thing you should be shouting across is, can you get your dog on a lead, please? Yeah. And quite often, which is, this is the worst thing, is a few years ago, people were saying, can you put your dog on a lead, please? And most people will go, oh, yeah, sorry, I will. And even if they're a bit embarrassed having to come over and get their dog because their dog's not recalled, generally they will. What I've seen and heard about is a real change in people's mindset yeah. and people have, have stopped behaving in 
a, a responsible way and going, sorry, yes, yeah, sorry, I'm really sorry. I've got to go and put my dog on a lead. And I've started going, no, I'm, I, I, it's fine. He's fine. He's allowed out doing this in this park. That's fine. It's not my fault your dog's on a lead. We're getting yeah. much more of that, which to me is disgraceful. That's that's not responsible dog ownership. Um, that's just letting your dog run riot because you can't be bothered to train them. And I, you know, I know I sound really blunt here, but I feel really strongly about it because mm. This is this is not on. This is because what they're doing is putting their dog, the one that's allowing the dog to run up to others, is putting their dog in a situation where they could end up having their dog put to sleep because mm. their dog is technically by the law dangerously out of control. And if their dog does something that instigates a fight or a bite, um, it's their dog that's going to be the one that's taken away and their dog that's going to end up having, you know, being put to sleep. So the reality is those owners that are going, it's oh, it's fine. You can run around, do what you like. It's your fault because your dog's on the lead. You need to have a think about that because what you're doing is putting your dog's life in danger, actually, when it comes down to the law. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about like where the law stands with off-lead dogs and if there is an altercation with a, either a human or another dog? Like what what what's the law around that? Because I think that's something that people yeah. just don't know as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a, it, basically it states if your dog is dangerously out of control. Now, dangerously out of control means that you don't have control of your dog. So what the law likes to see is, is there any management in place? So if you've got your dog on a lead, there is always the argument that your dog was under control because you had the length of the lead to deal with, you know, yeah. to, to control your dog. You, It's really difficult to argue that your dog is under control when somebody else is saying that they're not and the dog is off the lead it's even harder to argue that when the dog's scratching or putting marks on another dog or a person of course because there's evidence there as well now the one thing about a dangerous about a dog that's dangerously out of control or deemed dangerously out of control is they don't have to be biting they just have to be causing a menace to other people or dogs um, people think that their dog is safe unless their dog bites someone. So the big bouncy Labrador that, you know, doesn't mean any harm. The, the dog genuinely doesn't mean any harm, but is jumping up at other people or jumping up at other dogs. Yeah. Is still under that category of dangerously out of control because they're not being recalled. They are intimidating the person yeah. or the other dog so therefore that behavior is deemed as dangerously out of control so people have this real misunderstanding that things will only happen to them or their dog if their dog bites someone and that's not true um dogs can be can be seized for being menaces and for jumping up and for and for making people feel like they're being intimidated yeah yeah and, and it, it's difficult it's really difficult to prove otherwise if yeah. your dog's not on a lead yeah and ultimately like if your dog is seized i know i know i kind of know the answer to this but like what kind of outcomes can you be looking at if your dog is seized yeah if a dog is seized basically the the police will um assess your dog and you know you could be you generally have to go to court yeah. um to plead the case to get your dog back you if you do get your dog back, if you're lucky enough to get your dog back, um, it's quite often that your dog will come back to you under control order, which means that your dog will have to wear a lead and potentially yeah. have to wear a muzzle um, for the rest of its life or for a certain period of time at the very least. Yeah. Um, you'll quite often be ordered to undertake training as well with your dog. Yeah. Now, worst case scenario, depending on what's happened, the dog can be put to sleep. Yeah. Um, and and you know i have heard of that happening numerous times and i've also heard of dogs coming back after a very long and lengthy court process 
And I'm talking 12 to 18 months of court process. Yeah. I was actually only speaking to a lady last week who phoned me up who was going through this process after her dog had been seized um, because a dog had basically jumped over a garden fence and jumped on a person hadn't done anything to the person but jumped on the person the person was terrified so the dog was seized um and it's been a nearly an 18 month process to get their dog back to them okay. and even now the dog's coming back so the dog's stuck in police kennels for like 12 to 18 months as well and that's not a, that's not a, a situation you want to be in because with the lady i was speaking to particularly you know she was getting no updates on her dog she wasn't allowed to see her dog um you know that's that's awful you know just for the sake of putting the dog on a lead um and in that situation obviously she didn't foresee it, it jumped the, it jumped the gate and that was just really really unfortunate but with those people that are in a park and can put their dog on a lead why would you not put your dog on a lead if it hasn't got a recall? If if you, you know if you're risking all of this for your dog, it just doesn't make any sense. Wow! And also, like I know, I think that what's really interesting there is we assume if a dog gets seized, it's going to be some you know snark, great big snarling, aggressive dog who has done you know who has harmed another person, child, dog. When actually, you've just described a scenario of a relatively normal dog who's been in police kennels for 18 12 to 18 months and like I know if god I, I know I'm ridiculous about Patch but you know if something happened to him and he ended up being seized and in police kennels I know he would be you know it would be traumatic for him as well but an ordinary yeah. dog can find himself in a situation like that just through I guess a series of unfortunate circumstances yeah. but people need to know this don't they yeah, they do. And I think this is the thing about dog ownership. Um, I think over lockdown, there was maybe some dogs that were taken on without much forethought and a full understanding of what dog ownership really means. Um, and it is a responsibility, you know, like going back to everybody says, oh, it's a big responsibility having a dog. It is a big responsibility having a dog. Number one, to care for them and give them the, the you know, everything that they need. But number two, to make sure that they're safe. Yeah. And make sure that other people around them are safe as well. Um, you know, that's that's a big part of the responsibility. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing which I think is really important to point out as well is that lots of people are using um daycares or using dog walkers. Now, if your dog is not well behaved or is approaching strange dogs um without actually, you know, being under control, that responsibility shifts to the dog walker. Yeah. That dog walker has a legal responsibility to your dog. So when you when that if, if you're passing your dog that's doing this behaviour to a dog walker, and the dog walker's in that situation, you're making the dog walker legally responsible for the things that could go wrong with your dog as well. So you're not just yeah. implicating yourself; you're implicating other people who are pretty much innocent in this in this, this process as well. So I think it's really important to point that out. Is lots of people don't realise that that when they're passing the care onto another person. They're also passing the responsibility on as well. So, um, and that's a really big thing which people don't realise. Um, yeah. You know, passing just passing the dog on with lack of training is is to another person to care for them. Is again, it, you know, you must make sure that training's there. You know, poor dog walker does needs to have dogs that recall to them and things like that mm -hmm. if they're going to be off the lead. So going back to the the whole dogs being on leads, tell me about if. If someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, is it okay for me to let my dog off the lead? Um, what would your if you're thinking, okay, I want to let my dog off the lead, is this going to be safe? What would you what would you say the key things are, the key things that dog owners need to have in place before they let the dog off a lead? 
Yeah, so engagement and focus um, mm. on you. So, you know, if your dog's really a distracted, a really badly distracted dog, you need to really work on, you know, can your dog really um, respond to you generally, just even on the lead? Um, because if yeah. they're not responding to you on the lead, they're certainly not going to respond to you off the lead. So that's the, that's the first thing, getting some engagement, relationship built. And getting, you know, getting them to ignore the distractions that are going on around them is the first thing. Then the next thing is, is can they recall? Can they recall in, you know, in in the environment that you're in? And to a level, you need to test that. So um, you need to test that in a safe environment. So go to your training classes and test it there. Do recall in the training classes. Go to a, a secure field where with a few other doggy friends and see if they can recall away from those friends. Test it first. Yeah. And then test it when it's quiet. You know, test that when it's quiet. Make sure that dog can do it when it's quiet and then gradually increase the distractions that the dog is exposed to to make sure that's working. So making sure that dog is absolutely 100% going to recall to you yeah is really important um and and also you know the other one of the reasons why people sometimes let their dog off the lead is because it's easier for them because they've not trained good lead walking mm. so train good lead walking so you've got the option for both yeah okay and then when it comes to being a considerate dog owner and putting putting the lead back on the dog what situations would you say is a cue for okay time to put the dog on the lead yeah so if you're passing if you're walking and you're passing another dog whether that dog's on or off the lead it's always good etiquette to put your dog on a lead before you pass um because then you know you've got 100 percent control over your dog yeah um just in case because you just don't know animals are animals and we have to remember we are dealing with mm -hmm. animals here who have a brain of their own and a mind of their own and you know they could do things a hundred times really well but that one time not so well so if we want to be belt and braces, pop that dog, pop that dog on a lead for the few seconds it takes. I mean, it's not a big hassle, is it? It's not a big deal just to put the dog on the lead just for a few seconds or minutes. And then ask the owners if, you know, if, if you want to stop and meet and let the dogs play, then great. Ask that question, do the introductions and then let them off and let them play together. That's great. Yeah. Um, if you see another dog wearing yellow. Um, so if you see a dog wearing yellow um, anywhere at all, put your dog on a lead. Um, the yellow yellow dog means that the dog is is either it needs space basically so if you see a dog wearing yellow that dog needs space so pop your dog on a lead and give that dog space move on give yourself more space an area for your dog and carry on because a dog wearing yellow is often they're anxious they're unwell they're elderly they're deaf there could be a number of things going on there but that's your warning sign when you see a dog wearing yellow that you do need mm -hmm. to give that dog immediately some more space yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, so it, it is purely those two things. It, it's when you see another dog and you're going to be passing it or if you, you know, if you know your dog doesn't recall, put your dog on a lead. If you see mm -hmm. another dog appear in the park and you're not going to stop your dog practicing the wrong behavior whilst you train the right behaviors. And then what would you say, um, what would you say the alternatives are for people who are thinking, OK, I do, you know, I'm really mindful that I want to be a more considerate dog owner, um, but I want my dog to have some freedom as well. What are the options there for people who who want to let the dogs have some freedom, but in you know to be safe and considerate at the same time? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, dogs can have great lives just um, having a nice walk on a, a long line. So a long line is like a long lead that is not the extendable ones, but a long lead that trails on the floor. Yeah. and basically attach it to the, the dog's harness and you can let the dog just kind of trail it on the floor have hold of the other end it gives them a bit of uh, a bit of um sort of space to be able to investigate and do doggy things um, but it means you're always attached to the end of the lead so in an emergency should they try and bolt you've got hold of it mm-hmm. they can't go any further um what a long line is also really good for as well is teaching your dog a proximity so a proximity that you're happy for them to be with you um so they don't keep disappearing off into the distance and, and being too far away from you as well so um that's really good from that point of view having a long line for that the other options you've got is if you really want to give your dog a huge amount of freedom obviously you, you can hire a dog field there's tons of them around now um they're fully enclosed so you can just get there let your dog off the lead and also the dog fields are a great place to practice your recall yeah and there's distractions with smells and bits and pieces there so you can go and practice your recall over and over again in a really safe environment in a real environment where you know where they're not going to be wearing a lead you know wearing a lead and recall them and just see how solid that is and you'll be amazed and just practice 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 how well that will work once you've got that as an ingrained behavior yeah and then let's go back to the day then. Tell us about the day. Uh, when is it and how can people get involved? So it's on the 14th of July mm-hmm. and people can get involved by helping us and sharing the educational pieces on social media. Yeah. Um, so we've got lots of graphics going out, which is just telling the messages as, as to why we need to have dogs on a lead in certain situations. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to have dogs on a lead around livestock. We need to have dogs on a lead around reactive dogs. Yeah. We need to have dogs on a lead if they're not fully trained. And it just educates people on it. What yeah. I want to do is make it socially unacceptable for dogs to be allowed off the lead if they're out of control or if they've not got the training. Yeah. Um, you know, it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be an accepted thing that a dog can just go up to another dog and cause that dog hassle and be a menace. Um, if that's the case, we can still give our if we don't want to do the training, we can still yeah. give our dog a really fulfilling life on a long line. Yeah. Um, but you know, but also we can train a dog as well. This is the thing. Like none of this is unachievable stuff. We can yeah. train a dog to be off a lead and recall and be under control. Um, so all of these things are achievable, but we need to stop. There's, there's this growing amount of dogs being a menace to other dogs and other owners right now. And this yeah. has to stop because it's causing behavioral problems in dogs that were, were okay. Yeah. And it's causing dog owners to feel nervous about walking their dog and to the point where they're not walking their dog as much or enjoying their walks and that's a really sad thing to be because let's face it we all get a dog because we want to enjoy those walks we want to enjoy time with our dog and it's really sad that it's affecting the lives of humans and dogs alike because of a few that are just being a little bit unsociable with their dogs and and not being responsible yeah. So this is about raising awareness of being a responsible dog owner. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, and tell us, like, what was it that set you off on this mission? Then, in the first place, would you say? Um, I just, I could just see it rising, and I've got a reactive dog myself that I have um, rehabilitated, and I know how hard it is. 
um, you know, you make huge progress with your dog. And then like I've had it happen to me numerous times, even walking around the street where you don't expect there to be loose dogs, loose dogs just come bounding up to me when I should be on a lead. Because actually the law states that if you're walking by a road, you should have your dog on a lead. And they've had their dogs off the lead. and It's come bounding up to my dog and set her back weeks and weeks. So having been there myself as an owner, as well as a, as well as a trainer and behaviorist, I just felt so strongly for these people that don't have a voice. And I mm-hmm. thought as a professional in my field and somebody with experience of this type of thing, I need to be that voice for those owners and speak out. And that's what yeah. I'm trying to do. Hi. I want to protect dogs and I want to protect owners. And I want even those menacing dogs that are being the menace. I want them to have a better life and I want them to not be at risk of being put to sleep or hurt or harmed. I want dogs to have the best life they possibly can. And I want owners to take responsibility to make sure that happens. Fabulous. Thank you. Um, So you mentioned, obviously, we've talked a lot about owners. You've mentioned about other pet professionals as well, actually, um, as we've been chatting. Um, And I wanted to ask you, how can other owners, other pet parents and other pet professionals get involved with you and get, get behind this day? Yeah, so share share on social media. Um, helped us to put, you know to spread the stories that we're going to be putting out there. We're going to put yeah. some educational pieces out there. Spread those around, and also when you're at the park, um, talk to other dog owners, ask other dog owners, and let it become the norm that you're asking other dog owners to put their dog on a lead if their dog's yeah. not under control. Um, <clears throat> let's spread the message. It's, it's lead by example as well. Yeah. A lot of people have really well trained dogs who lead by example other dog owners go how did you get your dog so well trained how is your dog recalling why is your dog doing that lead by example and share tell your tell other people how you got successful with your dog so it inspires them to do the same with theirs yeah um so they're they're the key ways that you can do it and of course put your dog on a lead for the dog on the lead day on the 14th take your dog on a moochie walk take your dog on a walk where you have some time and connection with your dog um and just embrace having a lead using a lead when it's appropriate and leading by example yeah okay i wonder how many times we've said lead in this interview i think about loads, <laughs> loads. <laughs> oh zoe it's been brilliant chatting to you and learning about the fab work that you're doing and yeah you just your one woman mission to make life happier for dogs and owners so Thanks so much for coming and talking to me. Can you tell us where we can find out more about you and the work you do? Okay, so you can find out about me in two places. Um, so we're on all the socials as well. So um, we're at bestbehaviordogtraining.co.uk and we're also at Zoe Willingham Dog Behaviourist. Um, you can find us on all our social networks. So we're on um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can contact us in any of those ways. Brilliant, thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming and talking to me and I will look forward to your day happening this year. And yeah moving forward as well so thanks so much thank you Rachel it's great